Welcome to Dream Talking. We're back, and we're new and improved. Uh, as you can see, we're now doing video, and are on YouTube. Uh, I took a, about a year and a half plus off of Dream Talking, mostly because of personal life circumstances, but um, it's never left my heart, and I'm excited and more motivated than ever to start dream talking again and sharing it with you guys. Um, I've recorded two so far and I'm working on getting all the stuff and the channels and stuff together so we can start releasing everything. So um, today's episode, our welcome back episode is with my new very good friend and brother and one of the most interesting people I've stumbled upon in this incarnation, uh, Dylan. And I don't know his last name. I should probably text him and ask. But uh, Dylan, who I sat down with yesterday, this exact location here in the studio, in my place, we talked for a couple of hours, and two of them were recorded uh, that you will see right now with him telling his story. Um, the main attraction here is that he was, him and his friend were the first humans to ride a uniwheel which is a motorized electric unicycle a single wheel um, across the country from New York to here in California Bay Area which is a lot of miles it's got to be over 3,000 I, I don't know we didn't uh, cover numbers but we got a lot of really good stories about this um, he calls himself a uh, super hobo and I would say that's one of the many cool descriptions of uh, our new friend and our new dream our new dream talker Dylan we also of course get into spiritual matters and stories and non-duality and I met him through Paul like a good majority of the people that have been on dream talking in the past and probably will in the future so he's down with non-duality the message the good stuff and has a very uh, intense and interesting waking up, um, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, uh, story. And it's worth, it's worth a listen. So this was uh, a beautiful conversation for me, and I hope you guys find value in it. And I hope that you're uh, as excited as I am to start up Dream Talking again and added the visual element now recording it live and we'll see where it goes so welcome and i hope you can follow us on this journey oh it always seems like it just sort of picks up in the middle of a conversation <laughs> you know this like like the old newscasts yeah would. yeah yeah they're just doing some some inane tonight. banter before the, uh, yeah exactly. well that's great charlie well, Tonight in in <laughs> open, um, but yeah, there there was there there's that quality in Paul's videos of like, you're in the middle of a conversation, mm-hmm. and and there's something so cool and authentic about that, because so much of the small world of non-duality on YouTube is like a guy sitting in a room with a very clean white wall, behind <laughs> him, like a little Buddha statue yeah. or a little plant. He's speaking very calm. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Yeah. The coffee shop. 
he's talking very calm and you know calculated and you know, yeah. the thing about consciousness is and Paul's just fucking like yesterday his feet you know he's all loud he's like that's a good crotch shot huh and he's fucks this and fucks that and yeah. you know and it's cool because the the duality of that too you've been to his backyard right yeah it's fucking gorgeous man and yeah like, mocking birds around singing and oh yeah it's that total zen garden yeah no the the, the zen bitch left garden is, is what it is <laughs> and and the feng shui there is something serious like i oh, always yeah. feel so i've had some uh, and we'll we'll get into this because we are going to let me grab an ash. We're going to learn your story. Yeah, of course. Of sorts. Uh-huh. Yo, here. I got it. You got yeah. something? I do. And your smoke, whatever you got to do. Nice, nice. Mikasa Sukasa. Um, yeah, I, I, some of the times when the energetic stuff has really bubbled up in me has been in his backyard. Yeah. Him talking, you know, the 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 birds chirping and he hits that zone. It's it's like the the subjective experience for me and I'd like to hear your take and we'll we'll get a historical take too. <laughs> of it's like in the movies when the sound goes away. Uh-huh. Everything gets real quiet. Yeah. Everything kind of slows down. I've had those in the backyard with Paul. Probably more than anywhere else on the face of the planet. Nice. Which is pretty cool. So, so okay, let me do this the right way. And maybe we'll start the well, edit, edit at some point here. Dylan, welcome to Dream Talking. That's the name of the, of the show. Okay, Dream perfect. Right Lovely. Thank you for uh, where we're re-upping this. We're bringing it back uh-huh. after over a year and a half. Right. Yeah. And I'm very honored that you're uh, you're the first one to do it here in the studio. Uh-huh. I've considered I want to put a sign on the wall saying Dream Talking Studio. Uh-huh. So people come in. Because I want to record a lot here. Wow. But you're the first one, man. So oh, that, thank you. That's for, amazing. Right no, it's, it's like, because um, you, you were saying you, you interviewed Paul. And, the, and so I feel like a bit of a first. Now, this is a first for me too because I've been like hoping that some a lot of people are saying that they want to do a podcast with me or interview oh. me because of riding cross country of course myself. that's the story and right and they're like just, oh this just, is a great story just make sure we caught that riding across the country on a unicycle on electric unicycle <laughs> so, electric yeah. unicycle it's, so if you're watching YouTube because I hear people quit yeah. pretty early if there's nothing interesting yeah. that's worth sticking around for yeah it, it, my name is Dylan Weidman but you can look up Dylan and White Tiger uh. and you'll find it'll come to the top because yeah. I, I had a plush white tiger on the, on the front of the unicycle oh really right, right on yeah. where's the tiger now it's on the front of the trailer now it's just yeah. gained some weight since you got to California <laughs> <laughs> got a bit sedentary yeah um, I gotta meet the tiger man yeah I can't wait to come yeah. by oh totally and so a lot of people have said, like, oh, this is a great story. I want to interview you. You should write something up. Da, da, da. You're the first one to actually do it. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Other than my mother, but that was kind of like over the phone and it didn't uh-huh. go anywhere. Okay. A couple newspapers. I bet. Oh, God. But the first actual, like, talking. Any, any, to- any uh, TV news? No TV news. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Well, hey, yeah. this is the first one. Yeah. This is 
this is video. This is going out. There. Yeah. So finally, so so this is like, and and the, I didn't know the name was Dream Talking, huh. and um. This whole thing, the ride itself. I mean, you can't like I felt like it. My my whole this this year and it, like I came to a real. I I started looking into dreaming, mm. like a, as opposed to doing. Ah, uh, yes. You know, if the, this is dreaming. Yep. So you, so I get like a premonition, and it's like, it's like the dreams are like muses, mm. you know. Yes, one hundred percent. And they're water, but you don't. But I don't. Things don't happen in logical way. I could make a list and go, okay, I'll call this person, but yeah. like, I, it's more just like I dream it up and keep talking about it with dreaming it together yeah. with with a my friend Tristan. We were building a um, first loop. <laughs> before the wheels. We started. We were talking. We were getting all into mythology and the gods and stuff. Dude, and we can talk about that. Yeah, and, and, and in fact, I we. Started and then I was going to do a radio show about that and did one, but I then I a job started and when I work, mm -hmm. I tend you know, I, so I went to New Jersey, okay, and worked through the winter, mm. and uh, and no, but got my first wheel and that was back in like uh, 2017 or 18 or okay, I'm trying to remember, but that I <clears throat> and then Tristan, I I got another wheel and Tristan started riding. Mm. And then, and at that time, we were uh, make making this like stone hut in the woods that's like kind of a, a hobo spot mm -hmm. that overlooks the river and the train tracks and the bridge and the mountains and the sunset. Yeah, nice. And yeah, yeah. Uh, slowly working on that and just dreaming this whole thing of like. So you've uh, seen it as kind of like a premonition, like a dream, and then you started building it. Well, even the wheel itself, it, but. Oh, that too, yeah, yeah, that place, and then, and but we're talking about uh, being robo-hobos, mm. you know, with these wheels. Robo-hobos. Because we realized, both of us, he used to be a train opera, I used to be a hitchhiker, yeah. and like, you know, we've, we've done it the hard way, and now we, now... <laughs> Bring it to the 21st century. Yeah, and finally this thing has come. Yeah. And, and you ca you were the first hobo to cash the check. Well, and we were talking just product. about making hobo life easier. You know, hobo tech like it's like, you know, I know there's not much of a market for that. That's why you know everything's designed for the, for the glamping or whatnot. Of course, yes. Or, or ultra light hiking or something. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, but who's gonna the, who's gonna make the good gear for the hobos? Yeah. You, know, you make your own. Yeah. Exactly. And, that's um, it, man. But we we started dreaming it up and like everything. Everything we were talking about earlier, like the changes in my life, like yeah. uh, it's all been just a—it's like this dream, and then mm -hmm. it's strange, like how it just continues. Yeah. It keeps opening up and opening and, up and opening yeah. up and happening in, in nonlinear ways. Yep. That you can trust. Yeah, I know. That's so. So this, this exact moment, this exact event, is an example of that, which I fucking love. Yeah. You know, I I've plenty of Paul talks see people hey how's it going and this and that and I don't even know what sparked it but we started talking yeah. and and I actually had plans today and today wasn't supposed to be free but it became free I hit you up and yeah. you were so cool yesterday too dude about like, like I'm not busy man like like you know just hit me up if something opens up just go for it and, and I, so 
few people do that with me and I end mm-hmm. up with this weird because I work so fucking much plus the kids plus other things uh, that I'm like oh man I, I, it's hard to find this time this is yeah. a tiny little puzzle piece that happened to fit in this afternoon yeah. and you know the fact that it's happening it has that dream quality to yeah. it of like I'm following an instinct to something that this is what's what this is what life is offering this is like a, a check that I'm gonna cash that life is offering. Hang out with cool people, get to know them, and record it and fucking yeah. share it with the world. Because there's a lot of lonely people out there too that want to, you know, yeah. hear some people's story. And you know, yeah. that's why I fell in love with podcasting in the first place. I was fucking lonely. I was driving, you know, yeah. two and a half hours in traffic every day, and I wanted to listen to friends talk to each other. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, and and get to know each other and and share it's, their stories and stuff. So it's. Yeah. It's dreams on top of dreams. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. So, right on. Okay. I'm going to try to be a little bit of an interview host. Okay. And yeah. ask you to start dealer's choice. You can start at the beginning, your childhood, or we can jump up to your spiritual awakening. We can touch them all Let's do it. quick. Yeah. Where'd yeah. you grow up? Where'd I grow up? Um, uh, born... Um, this kind of matters a little bit. I guess so I, I was my my dad was a fisherman on Cape Cod where my family's from or his family's from and um my parents are hippies. So I was born there and then they decided to go like traveling around Europe and stuff with while the baby was carryable. Mm. So the first year was on the road like in learned or or second year or whatnot. I think I turned two in Greece, learned to mm. walk and talk there. Mm. And um, so I grew up, you know, being, being carried. But in, yeah, that in, way. In so that's still DNA. a comfortable thing for me. Yeah. Um, and for my parents, too, in that way, like sleeping on couches or whatnot. But like for me, especially, the road is home. It's home. Yeah. yeah. Staying in one place for too long is, yeah. Yeah. And, Not um, built into your DNA. And then when they got pregnant with my sister, we uh, we're just back and broke from traveling. Broke if he spent all their money. <laughs> right, brand, right? brand new kids. And, and uh, their friends were on the Tennessee farm, which is the largest hippie commune in the U.S. Still or, today? It's probably still today, but at the, or not necessarily to no maybe uh, Twin Oaks or something. Which I don't know if they're hippies, but uh-huh. you know. But like the the farm was fourteen hundred people at that time. Holy shit! Uh, you know, probably three quarters of them children, but oh. uh, or two two thirds of them, but wow. uh, and was total commune, oh. everything in common yeah, above yeah, yeah. a guitar. Huh. Um, personal money, you could go get money from the bank lady if you needed to go off to go see your family or doing it like everything wow. in common wow you, they pay off your truck they paid off college loans you holy get, like, shit yeah like, like um and vows of poverty and mm-hmm. you know growing food and it's a famous thing in itself yeah the Tennessee I actually, farm I mean I've, I've heard of or, communes but I didn't know that level 1400 people that's yeah you know. Stephen Gaskin they were the main driving force behind midwifery the resurgence of midwifery in the US midwifery yeah uh, Ina May Oh, okay. Wrote Spiritual Midwifery. They had a book publishing company. They had every, all kinds of... They had an international relief organization. There was 50 satellite communities, and so we mostly lived 
on the one in upstate New York, which was like 50 people. Okay. And uh, you're how old at this point? This is. This is all like. Four so this is from two to six. Okay. <laughs> but this is formative. Very formative, man. Yeah. And yeah. then we moved off the com. The commune broke up, and we mm. moved into town. Uh, and it was like the early '80s, and it was like still like anti-communist stuff so mm. all the kids were like and it was a redneck town so they were like Ooh. kill the commie Ooh, so that was shit. my introduction to America oh. <laughs> 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 and then we moved to like the poor side of town in, in Oneana and, and I got I got like a paper route uh, you know I was yeah. a kid and got started being young young and uh, Michael J. Fox or uh, Alex Keaton from Family Ties who was it was like a young Republican mm-hmm. in, in that show. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like my role model in elementary school because I was going to be like, it's like, uh, screw these hippies, I'm going uh-huh. to make money. Yeah. But that rebellion lasted about two years. <laughs> I was still a hustler, but I stayed You got it out of your system. Yeah, right? I realized my parents were right. Dude, I'm just laughing at myself because so I, I said, we can skip your childhood if you want. This is an interesting ass childhood. <laughs> We got it. This so then we mo- luckily we moved to Cape Cod. My dad went to, was my, you know, working jobs and going to school and whatnot. And he got into grad school back on the Cape at, at a, in an MIT, what, as an oceanographic, as a, as a oceanographer. Oh shit. Right. Uh, it, it got in my, all of a sudden the parents had a little bit more money. I got to high school. All of a sudden, I was cool. Mm-hmm. I was a skateboarder and whatnot, mm-hmm. and like got to got to change my image. So it was a good turnaround. Yeah, and, um, there you go. You yeah. had you've had you had some serious identity shifts all through the first. Well, it was the same identity, just I got I got you know I was the Put new, new kid. Put new flavors on it. Yeah, yeah you, keep, you kept new kid in a place with like you know, whatever, and and then uh, I got out of high school. I graduated high school a year early because I would have dropped out otherwise. I hated it. Mm. And um, and went hitchhiking cross country. Came back with lice and giardia and all mm. that. Recovered, and immediately got a call out of the blue to work on the research ships, mm. out of Woods Hole because I had applied there through an after school job that I'd had before, whatever, mm. and became a dishwasher. Flew immediately to San Diego. Uh, maybe two weeks after my eighteenth birthday, oh, and got on a ship supposedly for two weeks, but ended up being on there for a few months and got working my way onto the deck and and so I ended up working on those ships for a couple of years and traveling around the world doing oh, that wow. um, and then having a bunch of money in my pocket when yeah. I stopped going yeah, doing that you're at, on a ship it's hard money. to spend money and you're getting paid and my and this and this is and see so we're coming right through because I had gotten parasites in Africa my digestion had gotten killed by the drugs that they'd given me to get rid of the parasites. Fuck. And I was like falling asleep. I was trying to organize a youth center in my hometown. I, you know, I was going, I was working on one of the local boats occasionally, but I was like losing all my energy. And um, I had, from the medicine, fucking your digestion. Up. Yeah, just I had no like my poop was yellow. Mm. You yeah. know, there yeah, was yeah. nothing working. Yeah. And I didn't know what, and I was all gummed up, mm-hmm. basically, like, mm-hmm. it was just tired. Yeah. And I, just, and I had friends that I'd met at a, at a festival the year before that were calling me every day. 
and put me on the phone with like girls and stuff being like, Dylan, come out here. And it was a massage school in Northern California called Hartwood huh. in Humboldt County, like right on the Humboldt, like up, up, up the in the park. hills yeah, in, yeah. The, in the Emerald Triangle. Where the good weed is, yeah. Yeah, and, in this, and this was 1997, six. Okay. Six, because I had just gotten back from that, yeah. And um, they, and they were like, "Come, come out here!" And I went out there because I was fucked. I couldn't anyway. Yeah. And I got, and it was healing art school, so it was, it was massage and and uh, healing with Whole Foods. Paul Pitchford. I don't know if you ever read that book, but he was a teacher there. Okay. And that was like very famous book, so I was learning how to like. Healing, all, doing all these cleanses, healing, healing with, with whole, whole foods. foods. Yeah, yeah, okay. So cleanses, I was doing all these yeah, yeah. parasite cleanses and oh, like, yeah, well, and yeah, it was perfect. It. Yeah. And and getting uh, Reiki done on me and learning shiatsu and nice. I was cooking. I started as a maintenance guy there. Okay, again, yeah. doing the uh, yeah, the trash in the hot tubs. And, and then you started learning all these different skills. And then I got, then I started work in the kitchen. And yeah, take, you could sign up for any classes you want. My favorite was hypnotherapy. Oh, dude. And Did I tell you Patrick yesterday? Patrick was an my, amazing teacher. My, my history? No. So the cult, that was their big deal, was hypnotherapy. Uh, uh, which, I grew up in uh, NL, NLP or which one? To be honest, I don't know because similar to like you saying you wanted to be Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy. Or whatever, yeah. I... I rebelled against the hypnotherapy and the spirit yeah. healing and stuff like that and yeah. I, it's all bullshit and I've slowly come back around to like <laughs> so uh, one of the things I like to do is go on uh, psychic uh, fail videos online mm-hmm. and see like Sylvia Brown <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> watch Sylvia Brown go I see your husband uh, drowning and then the woman's like no he died in a fire <laughs> Oh, the sprinkler is supposed to be going off. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's it's therapeutic. Oh my god! <laughs> it's therapeutic. Oh yeah, me. that's lovely for me. Yeah. Yeah. So the the hypnotherapy that I was studying was very grounded and practical and yeah. non woo woo. And I'll I'll let you just to yeah. I know now that there are some. Um, uh, Telepathic researchers that I actually really respect. And I think it's oh, really, there's that too. Yeah, yeah I think this is a really wasn't... cool industry. Yeah. It's a really yeah. cool field of study for sure. 100%. Yeah, uh, but I, I, it's just funny that you said that of all yeah. things, hypnotherapy. Okay, right on. I think it was Eric. It was Ericksonian. Okay. So so I Eric Erickson was the I think is Eric Erickson. Yeah, I think was the the founder. Uh-huh. Uh Is is his book teaching the teaching tales of Milton? Is it Milton Erickson? Milton Erickson. I think it might be Milton. These are names I heard growing up, thrown um, around, but I don't. And and his stuff is lovely, mm-hmm. and his top student founded NLP, which is mostly goes into advertising and is very manipulative. Uh, uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, that's what that's what Michael was into. Right. They were into taking the social security checks of old ladies. That oh, it's very effective. Yeah, I know. And um, and so that's yeah, it's, that's the dark side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But the the goal of this was mainly <laughs> the hardest part. It's just while we're on the topic was yeah. was like he's like, you know, do as little as possible. Like if you mm-hmm. don't have to regret, like really, the hardest part, or like the most important part, is figuring out what people want because they come in thinking they want one thing, and you're yeah. like, yeah, but why do you want that? 
usually you don't have to do anything because yeah. by the time they figure <laughs> out, they, yeah, by the time they actually figure out what they came in there for, then they'll have a solution. Uh-huh. And they but, walk away going, "How did they know what I really wanted? I didn't yeah. even know what I wanted." <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you, you literally just keep asking them why they want that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I do that yeah. similar technique to that to people all the fucking time. Yeah. yeah, that's good shit. And uh, so yeah, you don't have to, and that, and it doesn't. You know, a lot of it was like. Um, uh, creating memories that could help you, you know, help you. Like you don't need. It's not important what happened. It's important yeah. like what's happening now, yeah, you know, exactly. and what's disabling you. So it's not the truth of the matter. So whether, you know, it's so the, we don't have to get into whether that was actually your past life or not. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, because the, yeah, because the present truth can be served by a fictional story yeah. of anything. Of course, one hundred percent. My my one of my my best buddies is. Is, uh, my friend Elizabeth she's been on Dream Talking it's been a few years uh, she, her teacher Dorothy Allison I have some of her books here uh, used to say something along the lines of in fiction we, we lie to tell a deeper truth that autobiographical stories could never tell right right and, and that's, yeah, absolutely yeah and that's that you get the technique. poetic license to be more truthful. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> more that's true it. to the sense. Yeah, so this yeah. is what you're trying to. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so so we're at the the Whole Foods Healing. Yes, <laughs> at Hartwood. 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 Hartwood Institute. And and you're learning all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. Hippie shit. Late late nineties. Yeah, 1996. Okay. And our seven, and I and then and they were doing holotropic breath work. Mm. there and uh, a friend of mine did a session with me and it it had the went into the classic kind of rebirthing aspects of some of those when um, you know you're hyperventilating this was done without music mm-hmm. but you have your minder but it was private not in a room with lots of other people and just, just you and just yeah just me and the and one coach or yeah one yeah. practitioner and this is the first time you've done it was when you had an experience or had you been doing it for a while yeah it was the first time first I time. did it oh. maybe yeah it was the first time mm-hmm. and you know and you're doing like the pushing and they hold the pillows against mm-hmm. you and you're like you know so you're going into that yeah the, and and I had And I think it was a memory of like not wanting to go to school because mm. kindergarten on the farm because I want to be near my mom mm. because actually like in the sense there was because I was preemie and had been separated uh, from you know I and yeah a, a lonely preemie baby for a while oh right? in the hospital in the hospital yeah that sort of thing put in a tank yeah put in a tank <laughs> and tortured yeah. And, uh, but you know, and that was that coming up and then that, yeah. So we went, so we went from the, like, from like the five-year-old memory to the, like, to the, like, kind a little, just a touch of that memory, but then like right back to the womb and then like into the past life memory, like to to the Bardo of like the, you know, and seeing kind of like the, the light, like being in light and wanting to. Feeling like I, feeling pure love, but like I kind of screwed up and wanted to come back, but forgetting that you come back as a baby. I was like, I didn't, didn't get around to the thing. Dude, I'm, this is so fucking awesome. We gotta stay here a little bit longer. 
Um, (laughs) Just that little description you just gave. Yeah. Preemie into the womb, into the bardo, seeing the light, a sense of peace, freedom. Oh, pure love. Pure yeah, you're love. just like like you're like washed over by the pure love and kind and then, of the, and then the, the, the a little bit of the human comes back and you feel guilty like you don't deserve it or well it was like no no it okay. was like fuck I missed the point <laughs> I was like I just want to shit like I just need, just want to share this love so I'm like so like the cup is overflowing essentially yeah yeah and and coming back to earth you're like oh no I had. Like this was the cut. Like I was supposed to be spilling this down there. I was I was down there to share this, to share this. Yeah. But I got caught up in my my memory of it, or at least my me- yeah my memory's memory of yeah. of it was that I had been a, like an old Jewish lawyer and I just gotten a little caught up in the arguments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, this, like, this is going into the past life. Yeah, that was, okay. that's, that's where I'd been coming from and kind of forgot what I'd come for. So now I need to go back and then, oh, fuck, I'm a baby. Get into a torture, you know, like, this, this didn't work fuck. out. It's, everything's overwhelming. And by, by the time you're old enough to do anything about it, like, the whole karma and trauma is reaffixed. Uh-huh. And, God, like, dude, you just like, took me through a psychedelic trip. That was fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've had nothing to that extreme doing a holotropic breath breathing or anything but I've had sort of half asleep half awake sober moments of sort of that cycle of where you go like I I, I say I don't know why the phrase resonates with me playing with house money with with the cup overflowing yeah yeah I I, I get this this download of you're playing with house money stop fucking hoarding your love and your Fucking share yeah, it. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why are you fucking holding on to oh, it? Oh wow! Yeah, and, and yeah. as you were explaining that, yeah. something connected of like yeah. that memory of like, wait, why are we here again? Oh yeah, to fucking connect and share and like you know you already have everything you need and more. Fucking give it, share it. You know. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> You're right. The house money. That's pure. House I mean, money. we're all playing with house Ooh. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good shit. Okay, I'm sorry. We're, no, we're not you. sorry. I, that's it. Thanks. I'm putting that. I'm putting that in my billfold. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. What an experience. Okay, we're. I'm gonna take us back to Dylan breathing. Yeah. So no. So that was. I mean, that really was went through, and then the calm afterwards. You know, and I woke up the next morning. I mean, I, I won. You know, whatever. That, that like felt wore out and went mm-hmm. eventually, you know, ate dinner or something and went to bed uh-huh. and woke up the next morning. And, but when I got up, the, uh, like, it felt like the sunshine was going right through me. Mm. Like, like the sun was shining, but mm-hmm. there was no shadow. Like, it just was like, like everything, I was like, I felt translucent. You, you felt, yeah, like you were one with the light or... Yeah. I felt literally translucent. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody and 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 thin. like in a com- and and I went up to the yoga class that I would go to every morning. Now I've never been very. I've always had tight hips as a skateboarder. I don't stretch, but I've been taking yoga class there. Okay. And Gaina, who's the teacher, and she had long braids down to her ankles, and she, 
use them, you should put, wrap them around your legs so you could use them as a rope to get into stretches and stuff like that. And she's real, she's awesome, but you know, a bit of a drill sergeant, uh-huh. Aries. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, Patrick was, her husband is the, is the uh, hypnosis teacher. Oh, man. What a couple, yeah. And, uh, but I, so I went up to her class and I went to stretch and there was zero resistance. Like I went to like a full split, I could like lay flat, like there was no, like it was as if I like, and she saw immediately, she's like, you've made some progress today. And also there was like that like really just like quiet, like and like radiating energy that everybody around me seemed to be picking up fully, Mm -hmm. like. Mm Like a holy man, sort of. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Just you were you're the Ramana Maharshi of the. Yeah, <laughs> it stepped in, and and so like I don't even remember. Like that may have gone on for a few days or a couple of weeks at most, but like because it it was all kind of a blur after that. There, like I remember um, one of my other classes. I think it was. Forget what it was, but. <laughs> sitting there this is memory but things were going on like that that like I was hearing all the words about five seconds before they were said or four seconds before they were said Uh so I was laughing at jokes before they were said said. and like and I'd just be this giggling (laughs) I I had like my thing over me like giggling and hearing everything first and then people saying (laughs) that You were ahead of the show. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes people were like, yeah, was, was, there was no, like, I wasn't engaging. Yeah. Yeah. And then out of the blue, basically, I got a phone call from home saying my grandfather was dying. Would I come back east? Oh. And. Bro, what a, what timing. And uh, everyone was like, I don't think you should go, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. And I didn't think I should, I felt like I shouldn't go either, but I did have this, this thing that, that recurred. It's a funny, maybe this is a funny spiritual trap or I don't even know the answer to it, you know? But like where I'm like, well, this, what I'm having here is so beautiful, but if it's conditional, like it's, Uh I I know that these things I know, you know, I've read the Tao Te Ching or whatnot, like I meditated on the ships and stuff. I, Uh I, read all kinds of spiritual books been raised on it you know but yeah, yeah. you um, had a little bit of framing to oh, have an idea of what's going on <laughs> too much perhaps too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <clears throat> it's yeah too much hero's journey perhaps but mm-hmm. that you know which I'm still doing but um I did it <laughs> but I was like oh but if this could be messed up then it's, it's not, not true it's, it's not, not true yeah so I'm going to go see the family, even though this doesn't feel right, because, hey, well, let's see what that does if it doesn't feel right, do you, which a lot of people are like, oh. Do you know the Ram Dass quote? He no. says, uh, he has a lot of quotes, but he says, uh, if you think you're enlightened, spend a weekend with your family. Well, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> that's exactly what you did. Nothing will fucking kill an enlightenment. So on my way into town, you came down the mountain, and I could feel like up there things are kind of, peaceful so it was mostly just my radiating energy in. but I could feel the Nature, the, the yeah, heat of yeah. the anger of the 
of mm, man, of of the land coming mm-hmm. out, you know, like there's a human thing. Didn't bother me, but you know, start smoking, start drinking, da 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 da. But then that's when I noticed I couldn't, I couldn't become intoxicated no matter mm. how much I consumed. Like it didn't change. Like state. I, it's funny. The smoke also. I also felt translucent to the smoke. <laughs> like it wasn't. Even or the smoke. alcohol. Like it just yeah, felt like no. it poured right out. Like nothing. You know, I could do any drugs and go out. Like wow. nothing. Nothing seemed to have any effects. I was still just like, you know, I was like, well, okay, so this is, this is holding up. Holy shit. You know, I didn't yeah. need to be all pure up there. That's uh-huh. a good one. Uh-huh. And I got on the plane and I, I get home. That turns out my, oh, and the plane gets delayed for a day. It's Tower Air back then, which was kind of like the Greyhound of, of airplanes. airplanes uh-huh. And they only had like one plane that went back and forth. So oh, you, shit. It, you'd have, if it gets delayed, they kept telling you hour by out. hour uh-huh. that it's delayed, but that could go on for 24 hours. Yeah. And it's like. Of like a bus station, you know, uh, dude. Even maybe even better than than a weekend with your family, sitting at an airport with delayed flights, and mm-hmm. if you can keep the condition for twenty four hours, twenty four fucking hours. Mm-hmm. That's I, I don't know if if Ramana or the Buddha could fucking handle yeah, that. It held up that far, but I hadn't made it to my parents. <laughs> dude, he couldn't orchestrate a more perfect bringing you down. Formula. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delayed flights for an for twenty four hours straight, but he only gets an update every hour. Yeah. And they'd go spend time with his dying grandpa. Supposedly, but he had recovered by the time I got there. Oh my god! And instead, there was some other drama between my parents. Which, since I was in the state, I can't quite remember. I just started doing energy work on my mother. Mm. Um, That's beautiful. And man. it was very That's healing. Cool. I think yeah. that she maybe there had been some infidelity or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um. Call, but being around, but in doing the healing work on my mother, I could, and 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 around my father, who I think was in pain a bit too at that time. Like they yeah. both had some pain going. I I I felt I it was as if I was soft wax, mm. and I, and as I worked to heal them, I felt the uh, the karmic, yeah, imprints, the, the karmic messiness, be, getting getting. To get nicely set back in mm. place, <laughs> that stuff that had been released to the <laughs> got all set back into where it belonged in the organs, yeah. <laughs> the the the, the uh, generational traumas and all that. Like you know, I got shit. the anger and the, you know, like everything. The demons were all like, "Okay, yeah, let's yeah. Get back in. <laughs> Wow. You know, so to speak. You, yeah, you, you understand the perspective. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, metaphorically. Without, I mean, but I feel it. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and all I can say is that uh, uh, what then I went back, and yeah, and I was like just stayed, started smoking cigarettes, which I hadn't in like a, a since I I had quit on the ships early on, so I hadn't mm. like been a smoker for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and and you know just coffee, weed, and cigarettes has been all holding since. it up ever since. Yeah, um, because it stopped. Yeah, I stopped being the pro. I stopped being afraid either way. So the coffee, weed, and cigarettes. I, we'll see. Uh huh. But like, I don't. I'm not doing it. No, me. when you say afraid, either way, you mean you're afraid of going back. Yeah, yeah, place, back or, or losing, losing it. it. Yeah, that's yeah. not not a lot of concern anymore. Huh. It's you know, it's just a little. I mean, 
Why? Ideally, the relief so, of, so, of non-duality is... Like, I know, yeah. The relief of duality. It's, it's like, it's just this, like, it's like, okay, like, yeah, the, the supernatural, it, or that, 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 those levels, mm-hmm. they're amazing, but it's just, it's just the, the, it's they're light. They're not, the, the, they're not the weight that, that we could <laughs> yeah that holds us here they're, yeah. they're not so yeah it does it's not that's not the drama anymore like mm-hmm. you can really like you see it's 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 actually whatever it's yeah it really is it really is always available it's, it's always really available. is always available yeah you really can't fuck it up like that you really you really only can fuck it up like that <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. whatever you want you know yeah. like it's it's a relief. It's a re- it's it's a relief that it's a relief so strong that it that it usually scares people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, dude. One hundred percent. Yeah, and, and uh, but it really is just a relief. If they only knew how, uh, if you only knew, besides the wild stories of mm-hmm. of yesterday's coffee time, mm-hmm. it really is just more. It's so relievingly mundane. Yeah, and that's the real gift. Yeah. I think. Right. Um. Now that story didn't end. The uh, the awakening experience. Then I went to. It was like an Earth First that summer, and then I came home, and then out east, and then I started uh, uh, my my polarity therapy teacher had sold me on a a book of from his guru who was a Krishna devotee and mm. and, and uh, a woman who had written like uh, the story of Krishna like play of, it was called the play of God mm, okay and of course Did when I was home again like Krishna and yeah. stories <laughs> so when I was home obviously in the mundanity in the like back with all the imprints and stuff mm-hmm. I started missing this yeah. thing and and I took a devotional path, mm. and it very but, quick but, and very quickly things opened right up. Like because uh-huh. I was reading this book that at first I thought was too cheesy, and then I couldn't put down, uh-huh. and then like the heart was just going, and uh-huh. then my knees were getting bloody from prostration soon enough. Oh you know, my god! Just in, in my room, yeah. But to Krishna, to to Krishna, to the one, to, to the beloved, the you know, and then reading Rumi and dude, I, 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 yeah, as soon as you yeah, said yeah, beloved, yeah, yeah, the yeah, first yeah, thing yeah. that popped. In. I can't fucking read Rumi without crying now. Yeah. Still to this day, it's it the the that devotional. Yeah. Yeah, the beloved, the longing. And Hafiz is the one that really Hafiz spoke to me. The uh, the Daniel Ladinsky. What's it called? Daniel Ladinsky is As a, a Baba lover. Yeah. He has renderings of Hafiz. They're a little bit. They're wild. He, he takes renderings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he be, he's still that's, that's my favorite. Yeah. Books. Yeah. And um and my parents are cool. They picked up on it. They're like, wow. It's like, okay, we have the same uh, in the, oh, in this wow. room. Oh yeah, well they're hippies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they could tell the energy had like changed. But they're I, like, man, we tried to put those karmic imprints back, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I started getting upset with them because all of a sudden I, you know, I was still striving in this place, but also fearful. Like, uh, that's when the that's when the sleepless nights mm, like started. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That were uh, scarily 
silent and and calm you know it wasn't mm. like sleepless like I can't sleep it yeah. was like so restful that I that there's no sleep to be like deeper than sleep. we had yeah, yeah just I, as we shared yesterday at the coffee shop yeah. I only ever experienced a month of that that's more than I got. It's <laughs> a lot more than I got. <laughs> Only a month of that. It's fucking eternity. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, dude, beyond That's eternity. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Beyond eternity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Ramana says, or the way that they translate one of Ramana Maharshi's things is um, uh, what you are in deep dreamless, well, your truest nature emerges in deep dreamless sleep. Right? And, yeah. and I think I had heard that before having this. And I remember in the void, in the, you know, nothingness, this little popping up of like, oh, that's what Ramana meant. <laughs> but we... <Ramana. laughs> it's just a little fucking blip in the, in the code, in the matrix. And... Uh, Self came and tried to get it. Like, yeah. hey, I know what this one is. No, no. In the front of the theater, just real quick. This is totally yeah. off, oh, off, please. off, off please. subject, but because you said self coming, when in my first year of listening to Paul, I was working in the Tenderloin in San Francisco, okay. and I used to show up there. I would start work at six thirty, and I'd show up at six and sleep in my car for a half an hour in the Tenderloin before the fucking sun came up. Right, mm-hmm. and I was listening to Paul through the through the radio, uh, laying there, kind of half asleep, half awake state right and sort of Nick came online and heard Paul's voice it's dreaming this is dreaming there's that there's 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 no there's no reality there's no thing that's actually happening it's dreaming you're giving everything all the meaning it has he's very intense right and I'm kind of like coming online and then I, I looked at the clock and I seen it's like 628 and then this is a story you know my interpretation yeah. like the body got up and was like opening the car and stuff mm-hmm. but Nick was not online yeah <laughs> and I seen the cell thing want to freak out about that mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like a car engine trying to turn over but it wouldn't take it was like like the cell thing was like freak out about this you're not in control freak out about this you're not in control but it wouldn't and it was like an out of body experience I watched the body go into the building and and then the selfing, mm-hmm. and then it kicked over, and then the engine started, and it's like, okay, Nick's back online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You reminded me a little bit of that, speaking of those deep, yeah. you know, uh, uh, sleepless, you know, not dreaming, oh, yeah. but not awake. It, I, that was the, something triggered by a Paul talk of like, no one's online, the body's moving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Nick's not steering it, you know? Yeah. And, and then you get that whole, having never left, of like, well, who's ever steering? <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sorry, that was total. There, well, no, I mean, the, yeah. You know, I wonder. Uh, you get in. We could almost get. We still haven't gotten to the uni wheel. Well, we're getting to it that way. Is <laughs> that are. is that yeah. the, uh, you know, the cerebellum, is mostly driving this thing, yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I not the. I don't think it. Doesn't do the organs and stuff, but it does all the motor skills like literally driving the car the nervous system yeah. yeah that's why you can be spaced out and like it still gets mm-hmm. you there yeah you know and and uh and that's what skateboarding or any any sport mm-hmm. you know like you're learning in your sleep in that you 
you know, you do something and then literally the, the brain is processing it at night when, the, yeah. when it's not busy doing the other things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the, bot, the fine motor skills aren't being used while you're sleeping because it's locked it down. That's when it's learning. And, that, and then it's studying those, th- it's going over the information. Yep. And then you have the fine motor skills the next time. And so wheeling, when you were saying, when you were talking about that, I was like, oh, that reminds me of wheeling on ketamine. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, 100%. Because you know, I'll be sitting there, and when I'm not using my motor skills, I can actually get totally tripped out and overwhelmed. I'm not particularly into the, you know, kind of uh, whatever. But I've, yeah. and, uh, <clears throat> but then I've been like, oh, I got to go. And I get up, and, the, and like all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm not freaked out because this thing is just totally sober. And it puts uh. on the thing, and it's, it's wheeling, and... It's perfect control, yeah. and like, and I'm just watching it, and it's it's a little bit like calming the baby too, you know that like, the the mind can go kind of crazy places, but when the attention is taken, yeah, in a way you, that the you're relieved of your duties, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, of the the usual yeah. story you're telling I mean, yourself, like it's obvious that the body doesn't like it's walking up the hill, it's not it's watching out for rocks and everything, uh. it's. Yeah, you know what the I mean? body has an intelligence of its own. Yeah, for sure. And you especially it it, it, the only thing that could limit that is is another draw so strong on your attention mm-hmm. that so that the that the unconscious attention isn't even there to do its job. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's like, <laughs> the, the spotlight of consciousness is so hard. It's pulling so hard off that battery. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like if you just soften it a little bit, you can you can walk and chew gum. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't need to just be like, no chewing gum. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, just don't, like... <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, 100%. And, just and don't chew so hard. And That, <laughs> that phenomenon you're, you're speaking of uh, reminds me a lot of, of weed. Um, I don't smoke hardly at all anymore, yeah. or edibles, but w- when I did, I remember that, like, weed showing me that the story I tell myself of needing to control all these as you're saying walking up the hill need, I need I need to pay attention and look for rocks I need to this this and that and realize that's a total fucking story that we, we can the mind can let off of the gas so much and this is a uh, this has its own renewable source it's, it's a self balancing self driving yes, car 100% like, and, yeah. and that is the, the the wheel so the wheel came to me in like I in like a dream not really a dream, like sleeping dream, but it, the day. A lot of my dreaming is, is is a daydream. Yeah. Do you like the metaphor of downloads? I like. Yeah. Downloads. Yeah. I get a lot of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. It feels like it comes from somewhere else, and it's so clear, and so clearly not manufactured by Dylan or Nick, and it's. Oh yeah. no! Mine tend to have a lot of uh, Dylan personal symbols on there. <laughs> yeah. But they're still downloads. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of them was, was And it served you. Was I was like, wait a minute, those I knew about electric bikes and stuff and I'd seen one of these long before and I was like, I wonder if those are real now. I wonder yeah. if those are powerful, like if they can like can really go. Go off road. Go this is what else. year we're talking here? Uh, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Or twenty seventeen, somewhere around there. Okay. And I looked it up and these full size ones were just developing. Mm. They were just going from like toy to like serious to like just starting to be able to go like twenty five or thirty miles an hour and powerful mm-hmm. enough. And the first ones like that were coming out, and I, 
so that was the one I bought when I went to New Jersey. And I was like, I wonder if they really are. And it was exactly mm. what I had imagined. You had imagined. And yeah. it feels like dream flying. Because uh. we're self-balancing, so we're, that's how we move. And as soon as you let the wheel do it, like, it becomes your wheel. Like, and you just, it becomes an extension of your body. Yeah, it's absolute. Yeah, and... It feels more natural than riding a bike. Uh, Even a skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, cause you, your body is the throttle and steering. That's so fucking you, cool. And whichever direction you go with it, that's, like, how it's affecting the movement. Uh-huh. If you're, if you're leaning right... And so it becomes, that like, you're just moving at the speed of thought. Like, you just feel like... Wow. Like, you know, just... Like, like a bird. Like, turning, like come in like there's no you're not operating obviously the body's able to when you're driving a car you feel like the car is you you know you can feel yeah, like yeah, what's yeah. under the tires through the, uh-huh. the thing but you kind of imagine the you know it's like yeah um this is this, this is the most the least the least veil between you and yeah, the machine yeah dude okay so whoever owns these companies there's your ad right there <laughs> i mean there's your fucking well box. everyone who rides is a zealot <laughs> yeah, um I, I could get free stuff if I if I had a lot of followers on social media, uh-huh. which has its own. You know that's that's a thing. You of can course. get. You know, I don't. I, I'm a little been been virtually shy. I've barely shared the story, even though I did this as a MBD. You know, never been done. Yeah. And my friend Tristan too came out with me. We traveled together and, and apart. Uh huh. Kind of week on week off. And Tristan went the same distance. All yeah. Oh, he kept going actually, because mine, okay, both well, our wheels busted here, where, where are you gonna go? and then he fixed his, Japan. and he went all the way down. No, he went all the way down to Baja. Oh and, shit! And then, and then he took a train back to New York. Yeah. And you stayed out here. Yeah. Yeah. And um. But, yeah. So that, yeah, that, yeah, it, that tied it in. It to, does. And and um. And the dream with this, again, started with Tristan and I just talking about, like, a new nomadism and, like, kind of a superhero, like, a natural human. I can't even get into this. It's, it's like, I don't remember where we started because that came later. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so funny, like, once it's you start. How our memories piece um, stuff together, yeah. But as far as downloads go, you mentioned downloads, and so and you can't tell all the stories, but I had a Halloween download. Now, I think we were... Maybe in Missoula on Halloween, or can't remember. Maybe Montana, because we got we left on September seventh from the Hudson Valley, okay, and from Germantown, New York, and we got to, I got I got to Berkeley on like November fifth or maybe twelfth or something like that, early November. Two weeks. Two months. Two, sorry, sorry, two, two months. months? Yeah, two months. That seems really quick. Yeah. You we guys did. were booking. You guys well, were... we did like 100 miles a day. Yeah. Some days more. more. Wow. And, um, and we stopped a couple places, but for uh-huh. a week. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, just coming across, there was this thing where here we were kind of like living like superheroes but looking like bums we're uh-huh. super bums super and bums. people so when I'm in a park at night charging you know I mean I'm just a homeless person people see me in <laughs> fact I in fact they're a little concerned because I also have body armor and like 
Uh-huh. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, that, he's actually, he, that guy's definitely crazy. Because there's no, like, <laughs> the wheel is so small yeah. that it's kind of like, back like they just see like a plush tiger's head and a bunch of stuff and a guy in a big it's coat. It's even worse than some, you wearing this because you're, you're in body armor. <laughs> yeah, body armor and bags. This and, guy thinks he's a superhero and you're like, yeah. I am a superhero. <laughs> Do you are, know what I'm doing? I'm writing. Yeah, yeah. People have no idea. They just think this is a crazy bum. I've never seen him before. He's in our park. That's so odd. Because even if you were explaining what you were doing, they're gonna go, "Oh yeah, they're he's not crazy. gonna believe he's schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> he's making up a story." They often wouldn't hear it. Yeah. No, they would like be asking me, uh-huh. and I would tell them three times, and it wasn't until I put my stuff on and got back on the wheel, and then they would be like, "Wait a minute, what's going <laughs> on?" It's like they actually hadn't. They keep they'd be asking me questions, wondering who I was, and uh-huh. not be able to hear any because it just did couldn't make Dude, sense. There's something like you know when when the the boats came over Christopher Columbus. Right. Yes. <laughs> they couldn't see the boats because it, it wasn't a part of their reality. That's a real, very real thing on the wheel. In yeah. that cars will literally people will look up at an intersection, yeah. make eye contact with you, uh-huh. and then almost, and then aim for you. And the reality is they did not register what you were, Mm -hmm. and therefore they didn't see you. They looked right at you, didn't register, Uh and are coming right. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Because you don't don't fit into their reality. To one of those categories. There's no guy that that can ride around. No, it's not a thing. And and so you have to remember that when you're riding, that people literally can't see you, even if they can. Yeah, it's already fucking dangerous enough. But but that's why when I put the tiger on... That changed a little bit. Interesting. Where people started seeing me. Huh. Because they'd look up and they didn't just see a guy with no vehicle moving at high rates of speed, which was confusing. They saw a black, they saw a white tiger, full size white tiger's face, and they thought, you know, it, it hit the prey response, and they're like, okay, there's something to see here. And then they got the picture. Wow. You know. The psychology of that. Right? Yeah. Did that come to you as a download or were you... No, that was actually like uh, the tiger was uh, to break up and there was stuff left over that wasn't mine. Uh, what do I do with this plush white tiger? Does it, uh, let's see if make a little silly video by putting it on my wheel like and filming from the tiger's perspective. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, that kind of works, but it's, it was flopping over the light. I put it up higher and then I noticed I could... I could put my like it was like a cup holder and my stereo yeah. in there or whatever you know so I, and then that it just stayed on uh, and I, I didn't and then it served other purposes well and then when I get come come to find out now we're in the year of the tiger and, mm. and mm. so like I went to like a Chinese New Year's rave that there was like you know 800 sexy white tigers dancing on you like I was like oh I guess you know, we made it Tiggy you know like like it's it was like yeah, yeah like it was just wild like yeah. you know um, it's all been wonderful it all aligned in a way yeah. um, what was a so the download so right so the bomb and and yeah. the people just afraid and uh-huh. and uh, yeah that must have I mean you must have it must have been rare to find somebody welcoming in middle America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, but, bo- in body armor. But the ones, too. but the angels were also like, oh my God, like yeah. you're the only, you just dropped out of. Yeah. And but, a lot of people too would, would, would admit like, they're like, am I tripping? Oh uh, yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> like, 
Like they they would question their own sanity, uh. but that didn't make them trust me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or they'd be friendly with me at first and be like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And, da, 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 and like everything's great, and they're all like, even be like, "Oh, can I, you want to, you know?" Go? And then they look over and it's as if the the dog realized he was hanging out with the wolf. You yeah. know, like yeah, and be like, oh, "I gotta go." You know, like wow, man. Um, but. Worse than that, what I what I saw was that there was really you know I was getting if I slept in a park or anything like that I had to avoid places that were legitimately parks because I'd be woken up by the rangers or the mm-hmm. cops being like you're not allowed to sleep here. Parks are for recreation for people who have houses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there is like no place yeah. for for nomads anymore. You know, uh-huh. and even COVID they. A lot of homeless people have been moved inside, so even the kind of a leftover homeless community is very lonely too. Although yeah. there's these big encampments too, mm-hmm. but it's all and and the and especially on the plains, it was like there's like white settlers, yeah, and and they're building. They're like it's clearly like things are getting developed across South Dakota and mm-hmm. Wyoming mm-hmm. and Montana, yeah, yeah, you know, and homeless Indians. You know, and and there and where there's more of that, people were more fearful of me as like a wild, Uh, another wild, uh and uh, I just got this whole thing that like civilization. So the download was that civilization is a settlement project. Obviously, it's been it's like we talk about how the you know we talk about it that way. It's not even an argument. That's history. Uh huh. Yeah, that that's what human history is. It's a settlement. Yeah. And, it, and those who refuse to settle, they'll take their kids away, they'll kill them, they'll do anything. And the reason is, is because you can't, uh, you can't profit, you, what's the word? Um, so so the, the first instinct is you can't control somebody. That, right? Well, no, it's worse. It's just that, like, you literally, you, you can't make a profit off of unsettled people. You need them to be settled so that they pay taxes uh-huh. or rent. Right? I mean, that is literally, I mean, towns will, will be like, hey, we're struggling to pay for the schools. Let's sell off this town land so we'll have more of a tax base. Yeah. Right? So you literally, there, there you are. You have, you have the common land, and it's like, well, we've got to come up with some money here. So it's not, it doesn't have to be so, I mean, that's just how it's done. Yes. Right? But in an empire sense, you're like, oh, we've got these nomads here. We, to make that land profitable, we need to, Settle it, yeah. whether it's them or other people, the people who are going to settle. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it appealing for people to drive, to come and migrate here to buy homes. And settling settle also has the pay taxes. Has the, I mean, to me, has has at least the association of settling for less. You know, <laughs> you yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I realized just that, like we all, most of our ancestors, or if not all, were forced to settle. Mm. at first somewhere along the line yeah. um, or at least we're lured by public baths and, the, and, and like just the good life of not wearing pants yeah. you know yeah, exactly. and, um, <laughs> and and, and then now, now what do we have there's no public baths yeah. everyone's wearing pants uh-huh. and like no this, this was not the deal yeah. you know yeah, <laughs> this was not the deal <laughs> and, and the struggle with like a lot of homeless people who you know they're like oh we gave them a home and then they just moved back outside well 
in, in a way, the domesticated life, at least to some of us, is, like not a dig, is not a dignified life. Yeah. And that, like, we know that humans weren't originally, like... like designed for this. Well, it's... Here's, here's the situation, and maybe this will come around to some other view, but, like, is that, you know, comfortable... There's nothing wrong with being comfortable, but what builds up when you're... When you have walls around you and you're insulated, this yeah. also happens with wealth, is that your your comfort is very is uh, very uh, um, conditional, conditional. Yeah, in your mind, yep. uh-huh. in your mind, yeah. because because you realize you're comfortable here, but not out there. Yeah, you know the old why you know like you like s- why a rich man can't enter the kingdom of heaven; they've got too much to lose. Yeah, you sit right? here, you sit here going. I'm not fully happy or comfortable. And it takes all this fucking money and all this property and all this shit just to get to where I'm at right here and now. Yeah. So I can't lose any of this. It's going to get even worse. And I'm yeah. already not that fucking happy. <laughs> or I yeah. don't feel that comfortable or, or, or confident in my existence. So I got to at least hoard what I have, if not build on top of that. Right. right? And, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm into, um, have we talked yet about this, the Stoic philosophers, uh, Seneca no. or, or the... Uh, since they're like ancient Greek philosophers and they used to do things where they would so like Seneca was the second richest man was Diogenes considered a Stoic? I think so yeah Diogenes would be a Stoic Um, uh, Epictetus who was a slave but Seneca was the second richest man in Rome and he used to uh, uh, I think it was like one week a month he would live off of the least possible means he could so like like the equivalent of rice and beans. I don't know what it was yeah. in ancient Greece, but he would he would eat almost nothing. You know, damn near starve to death. He would he would not enjoy any of the mm-hmm. the niceness of life. He'd go outside and he'd sleep on the streets and this and that. And he'd do it as an exercise to remind himself, this is no different than that life. Yeah. So don't live in fear, because if you end up on the street, it's going to be the same thing as inside your. In, inside your castle if not better and he was able to live yeah, free yeah. of all of these things it, and it, it's almost kind of like a like a and those are and that's why and that's why the you know those who are trained for power are raised with the classics and so yeah Elon Musk exactly. has, yeah yeah oh no 100% yeah no a, a lot of the the guys in the billionaires in Silicon Valley who actually have you know a decent moral code are studying the stoics and are for, for right reason. elon musk doesn't own a home well, what, whether it's a moral that. code or just it's it's like you, you that's where your power is derived from it's yeah. not you, otherwise it's gonna start yeah yeah, it's, yeah. There, there there's uh I can't, there, there's this book throwing rocks at the google bus mm. and the the author's oh, I, I remember that yeah yeah the author's name's escaping me he might be from berkeley i think he's a local guy and he wrote about how he had a bunch of billionaires um uh, pay him some insane amount of money to come and speak to him like these four guys in a room and it was like more money than he would make normally doing you know mm-hmm. selling books or anything. it was like fifty thousand dollars to sit with these guys for a day and he was kind of like you know i don't feel great about it but it's a lot of fucking money maybe i can do some good with that money with my organizations yeah. and my stuff so he goes and he sits down with them and he realized real quick as they're talking you know as the pleasantries kind of get out of the way is they're like okay so um when the event happens uh how can we best keep ourselves from the masses you know coming and killing us and taking our stuff <laughs> he's at they're asking him that because he wrote this book about you know 
the, the yeah, right, right, right. How the the, the pitchforks, the pitchforks. Yeah, and he's like, he's looking at these billionaires, going, "Oh my God, you guys are the least free people. Yeah. You're the most anxiety filled, least free people I've ever met in my life." Right, yeah. because every day they're just thinking about. So we know we've been screwing, you know, we, we've been we've been uh, uh, taking advantage of of lesser people for for you know our entire fucking career that's what we built our, our wealth on but we don't even get to enjoy the wealth because we know at some point it, it, you know they're going to come for us oh yeah <laughs> it's going to turn around right? so they're not even enjoying the fruits of their fucking you know uh, yeah, I mean they're getting to play that game that does exactly. seem to be one of their favorite games anyway well, you know it's, right, it's, yeah. it's a good replacement for Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> exactly right yeah, yeah. It's, it's not so bad real human life you know I, I remember I, I did I did work that I worked for an internet oh. rich guy who also uh, was taking a more, uh, you know, the playful approach to, uh-huh. to that. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, they that all game. like that game. It's all a game, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, I... Well, it was definitely cursed. You know, the same, some of the same problems, but Saw's, you know, Saw me is offering some, you know, perhaps some lightning ways, whatever, you uh-huh. know what I mean? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. worked out mixed mixed results um yeah so, so that okay that all came from the download oh so oh, oh so the download no but it just was this whole like um you're able to that say that it. civilization and settlement yeah. thing and that and that this is what it does and they've outlawed yeah. no matter in it and 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 it led to the sense of like Wanting, wanting there to be like a homeless or hobo pride movement wow. in the way that uh, that that like because here I was I am like you know about as proud as a hobo gets. Yeah, I feel stylish. Yeah, you know <laughs> I I think I'm I feel I'm like I I I feel like a superhero often yeah. as well, well I, as human. But you know, I think if the hobos are gonna pick a, a hero, I mean. <laughs> No, there's plenty. There's plenty more skilled ones that, than me. That, that, no. I'm, I'm still like rusty and not that good at it. There's, you know, this is the thing. Is here I am not doing it well and feeling pretty mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's still vulnerable to the judgment and feeling like like shy about coming into a coffee shop yeah. to like buy the most expensive coffee and charge my wheel to yeah. do this trip because like I'm this like bum and like and I what I see is that that. The uh, the homeless people and their forced conditions, perhaps maybe not by choice, like me, mm-hmm. um, are also feeling bad about themselves and have that similar look on their face. Like, oh, yeah. like, and uh, I was like, you know, this is a natural way. This is this is the way of of freedom and and justice in our yeah. like original way. And, and um and and and, and, be proud of and, and and I'm actually reading an amazing book right now called the uh, the beginning of everything mm-hmm. by David Grieber and David uh and it's it's all the indigenous critiques of mm-hmm. civilization right along these lines yeah that uh amazing book so I'm not even you know this download is clearly has plenty of uh Fuel. yeah uh yeah or precursor you know it's precursor. it's I'm, this is not on me mm-hmm. um and, and it's funny but like yeah it's a homeless pride but you know, actually almost the borders on homeless supremacy and mm. and that's kind of where my mind started going with it I was like <laughs> a response 
And people, my friends, my family, everyone's so offended uh-huh. when, when I really went into my shtick yeah, yeah, yeah. about that and yeah. like channeled it. Uh-huh. Like I said, there's some personal bits, right? I have my own chip. Of course. And, yeah. uh, but people get offended and it's funny because, you know, what is it? What happens? What's the opposite of settling? Unsettled. 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 Yeah. And yeah. people find it unsettling. Yeah. They feel like they're personally being attacked mm-hmm. because they are personally invested yeah. in in the in this, this project, this, this version, this in, project, in, yeah. in, in this project, and they're building up their dung piles, mm-hmm. and like that's their sense of security, rather than, and this is it, rather than feeling at home and secure in the world and with God or whoever, you know, and yeah. like how things unfold. Now that doesn't mean a house would stop you from that, uh-huh. but there is kind of a the drive of the civilization and even the advertising yeah. the literal advertising is to make you feel like you're not safe so you might need to add to your dung to pile to your dung pile yeah. yeah and that's what's driving this whole thing so that people can make I mean that's that's capitalism that's that's the whole project of empire has been the whole time yeah. and that's why why they're settling everybody and putting them to work you know and it's and a good, it's a good download and then, and then they make you feel bad if you didn't if you don't have a house and you don't work when actually it's yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah. It, actually, the only dignified thing to do, perhaps. Wow. Obviously not required. I'm just trying to turn it. I was trying to turn it on its head because the judgment is so extreme in one direction yeah. that when I bring it up with the same kind of judgment, mm-hmm. yeah. people think I'm mad. Yeah, that. <laughs> I am. I'm angry. But they but they, 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 they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. They break up with me as a friend. Mm. They wow. cannot hear it. You're, you're making them face parts of themselves they don't want to. Or, well, like or, or decisions if, that they if I say it with this, with this, with half the severity uh-huh. of of the how other they, direction, yeah, of, how, of how the they judgment. accuse you of accuse of, me or just the, the society, the not them personally. Yeah, 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 you the know what I mean? Judgment of, uh, or and how they drive way. themselves to like do the things they do. They're like, wait a minute, like you're telling me that I this is actually a trap yeah. you know and I, I'm not actually yeah. but just it's a neat idea to entertain 100% <laughs> hell yeah you know and, and, and I'm hoping and, and so, so but this is part of a larger download of or not download because that makes it sound like it's real real it's, it's more of my Something own dream with. let's call it a dream because because yeah, the, the dreams change and they don't need to be like reality mm-hmm. but they, the, 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 yeah, they point the, to something yeah. beyond the usual uh, regular scheduled programming yeah, yeah is that there needs to be a circus to run away with like the world mm. w- there's a great displacement going on and it's going to accelerate we all know that climate change ev- all this stuff mm-hmm. right it's so funny we were we talk about like all oh, the cities that will be flooded you talk it's like New York it's called New York yeah. <laughs> sea level was 800 feet lower you know t- yeah 12,000 years ago, 12, ago yeah. people lived there mm-hmm. um, in fact all over the right Atlantis but the you know it's it's clearly it's all about the Again, it's about their homes. Yeah, like not their survival. Their settlements. Yeah. Like we're not, we're not even. The settlements are nothing. They're camps. Mm-hmm. Let's just call them camps. Temporary camps. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're humans. Uh-huh. All settlement is a camp. Yeah. And 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 in the, you know, in the gypsy tradition and other nomadic cultures, they know 
that he can only stay in a camp for so long before it becomes disgusting and yeah. diseased and, and problematic. And, yeah. and and it's like crop rotation. It actually mm-hmm. is healthy for the land. You move on and you come back the next year and now everything's flowering and beautiful because you left your trash there and now it's all yeah. composted and it's wonderful and you so the nomadic yeah. Yep. And um it's built into our nature as humans and the nature of the planet. Yeah. yeah. And as and I just right now as when people are displaced they're completely dependent on their relationships and their dung piles mm. right and other than that all places kind of suck equally or mm-hmm. you know it might be nice well there's like, a little nicer yeah. here or there, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's some, right there's easy there's worse and better but it, i people can be forgiven for feeling a little hopeless like hey i'm not happy here and there's no alternative yeah <laughs> yeah you know and and not only that like I'd be even more screwed anywhere else so uh, so they're even more fearful of losing what they have mm-hmm. and and I just think in the with dis, more displacement coming up less, rather than doom and gloom there needs to be a new nomadic society yeah. that rolls through town is compelling steals the women and children uh, um, <laughs> with <laughs> steals their hearts of course <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and it. and and that provides like an inspiration, so people can say, "Hey, this is better for now." Yeah, and then when they find it, perhaps they settle down somewhere else, but they find some place they'd prefer. Mm-hmm. And and in that way, I just think that one of the things in our society is that the, it's got poor circulation. We think of ourselves as moving all the time, but we know with the debt and all this stuff, which actually is a bit of a conspiracy around to keep people more. Oh, yeah, right. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, it's got poor circulation, mm. and then things get depressed. There's yeah. like it's just, it's just it, it, start. It, it, the, the the nomadic circus you're talking about here. Yeah. You can take the blinders off, if only for a moment. It just can create some circulation, you know, get, get, the, get the blood flowing, Yeah, you know, so that like, it's like, hey, uh, there's a world out there. Yeah, hey, there's other places. Yeah. yeah, come have fun with us and get somewhere else. And I see this as being kind of like, mm. you know, the the cavalry in that, I don't know, this might be a rave is where I'm, what I'm coming to. I want to build an ancient alien rave vehicle, a mothership. <laughs> I'm imagining just <laughs> that travels around hundreds of gypsies on unawheels coming through town, juggling and shit, and yeah, chasing a giant mothership, <laughs> surrounding a giant mothership that then opens up into a rave. It, it travels by night, by the way. When that roads around, to let's, and, where is yeah, it? Let's go. Yeah, so you know, get the kids. <laughs> yes. Dude. There's the van warriors too. I mean, there's going to be those there's guys. Be some they're old school. They're purists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Amish of the uh, <laughs> the UFO mothership. Yeah. Rave gypsy revolution. Yeah. Somebody watching this is sold, dude. They they're gonna look for you, man. <laughs> Plenty of them, actually. Yeah. Well, I hope they. I hope I'm easy to find soon enough. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's kind of the direction I'm going. I'm doing like connecting more with them again. With the Burning Man crowd, because really? um, I just feel like there's um not just Burning Man, but in California out here, mm-hmm. there's so many old timers, total geniuses, amazing artists, yeah, who've also accumulated huge fortunes, yeah, many A lot of them, them. Yeah. and uh, they were hoping to live for the revolution. They were hoping to live to see the day. They want to see it, yeah. and they're desperate. And I'm like, let's. So I'm trying. So I'm trying to be a bit of a ringleader. Uh huh. Let's make it happen. In that sense, and and get a collaboration going on to like. 
get people get it moving. Yeah, get it moving a little bit. Get there's the, other. The there's maybe perhaps there's other more important things that I will also be doing, but is this is just my. So we went from the download of, of the, the Halloween download yeah. to actually the more recent download of the uh, Ancient Alien Rave vehicle. But this is this is, this is dream, uh, dream talk. talking. Yeah, dream talking. this is dream talking. So and this I, is what I do is I, I talk my dreams through and then bits and pieces yeah. seem to come together. I mean, yes. and then you're like, it's going yeah. and then like, actually, no, this was going this other way. But then it comes back around years later, like, you know, like. So this is what we're doing. So, yeah. so I actually, I used to call it, uh, so Paul calls it verbal jazz. Mm-hmm. I say this is a verbal jazz duet. I'm playing something, you're playing something, we're going to create something totally unique. That the, su- the sum of, of uh, each whole, the, the sum is greater than the parts, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I actually learned over the last couple of years, the, the ancient Greek phrase for this is dialogos, which is uh, acquiring knowledge and wisdom through dialogue. Okay. Right. And so you're bringing a little something to the table. I'm bringing a little something to the right. table. We're dreaming and we're going to slowly uncover this, you know, piece of clay of what, you know, yeah. th- what this dream is, what this yeah, future yeah. is, what this whatever is. And it's fun. And, and the uh, process itself is its own reward. And then if at the end we end up with the mothership, then that's, you know, playing with house money. <laughs> yeah. The house money. <laughs> you should print. Can you print up some bills? With Paul, with Paul on there, <laughs> some Pauls. House money. Yeah, yeah, the house money. That's a good one, man. I think we should do. So you, you just because I, I need to keep that one in my pocket. I mean, that way I don't have to remember it. Yeah, know? yeah. So okay, you, you brought up aliens. I just have to because he's been on Dream talking about three times. Mm-hmm. I happen to be right here, Keith Thompson, Angels and Aliens. Right. Keith Thompson, everybody. Um, I would give you this, but he signed it for me. Okay. So I will try to get you a copy. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is, um, Keith is one of my best buddies in the whole world. I just talked to him on the phone about two days ago. I met him through Paul. Uh, uh, He is writing a book right now called Cosmos Calling. And he talks about the alien UFO supernatural phenomenon Mm -hmm. being a call from the cosmos. Right. He has this very interesting take. I think he is the most interesting thinker out there on the extraterrestrial phenomena in the world. I know oh, that's lovely. a very bold statement to say, but he he wrote this book back in the 90s, Angels and Aliens. Because I, I, I remember it. Oh, you did? I, I remember oh, that Oh, you know one. this book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right on. Okay, yeah. So it's out of um. print now. It's, it's rare. It's so funny. So uh, I don't want to air his business too much, but... Um, yeah. Uh, he, he went to a event at Esalen recently. In oh, okay. Sir, and it was all the who's who in the world of UFO phenomena, basically. The, uh-huh. the, the top best of the best. And he kept meeting these people for the first time. And, hey, my name's Keith. Keith Thompson. Keith Tom- not the Keith Thompson that wrote Angels and Alias. <laughs> and he was just getting that left and right. That's all these yeah. people like, oh, dude, you're, you're the guy on this. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to do a very uh, quick and dirty poor man's blue collar synopsis of, mm-hmm. his, of his theory. But it's basically that there's kind of two main camps in the world of, of UFO. There's the nuts and bolts guys who think that we're going to find, you know, physical evidence that... There's, there was a UFO crash here, and yeah. there it is, and the world has to believe it now. 
And then there's the debunkers that go, oh, that can be explained away, that can be explained away, you know, and, and it's all bullshit, basically. And Keith's take, it's, you were talking earlier about um, metaphors and symbols and stuff. He comes from kind of a Carl Jungish place of aliens are pointing to something that's kind of just beyond our basic understanding of physical reality and physics here and now. And that it's calling to us because all these abduction, not all, but a, mm -hmm. a unknown specified percentage of abductions, of sightings and all of this is, is trying to call the human race to uh, sort of what's next. Mm -hmm. what's, what's next in our evolution? What's next in the unveiling of consciousness or anything like that? And as you were telling your story about the Uniwheel, I was thinking a little bit of, of Keith in that, so in his book he writes about how like, um, whatever the latest technology of the time is, mm -hmm. people um, see it and their, their, their fear of it represses to where they literally can't see it. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so, like, hot air balloons, you know, were the latest and greatest technology of the time. And when people saw hot air balloons, at the, not knowing what they were, oh, this is this is the devil, this is the demon, this is, this is Satan, you know, it's the end of the fucking world, and this, this, and that, right? Yeah. And so we've, we've followed this on the, on the road of technology over the last yeah. hundred years or whatever, and, and we're at the cutting edge here and now, and there's a very small percentage of people that are open to, like, what, what is the cosmos calling us to, to do, to go, what's next, right? And so... I heard a lot of that in your latest dreaming. Well, it, 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 I, I believe these wheels are the biggest thing in human evolution since two feet. Wow. Because we went from four, then we went to two, then we stuck a wheel between it. For me, it excuses all of <laughs> industrialization. So I got to cut that clip. <laughs> it excuses all of industrialization. This, this was the point. This was what it was all for. You know, kind of like... Yeah, I for, I forget in the Hitchhiker's Guide what the point was, but oh, yeah, at any yeah. rate, forty-seven, or something. forty-two, yeah, forty-two, yeah, and um, <laughs> it's the forty-two, and and then furthermore, there's a uh, so I, uh, I want to play. I started playing around with playing lacrosse on these, and that's mm. I'm gonna. I'm not going to go into detail with that because that would be a whole other interesting podcast. thing. Yeah, yeah it's on podcast I'd like to do some work on okay. uh, before we get there. But I was telling a friend about that. Was a, I'd never played lacrosse, but I was playing around with a stick and stuff mm -hmm. like that. That's a whole story. That reminded him of a bad 80s movie he had seen called, the Solar, called Solar Babies. Oh, yeah. You know Solar Babies. I do know Solar Babies. Yeah. Oh, shit. Where they play lacrosse on is it a game, a sport, uh, uh -huh. skateball, right? Skateball. That's like lacrosse sticks, and they have the the roller skates, uh -huh. and they live in an orphanage, you know, uh. controlled by the E Protectorate and whatever. Yeah. So I watched Solar Babies, and it's like to me, it's prophetic, and it's done in the languages of its time. They couldn't have imagined the electric unicycle. Yeah. Yeah. But they have skates with lights on them. Mm -hmm. They're playing lacrosse, mm -hmm. and in, and it's and the children are like in this fascist under this fascist regime, which 
this is how I I don't see kids outside anymore the way I grew up and now I'm cruising around and I have it all to myself and I'm glad I don't have to be fearful of of young teens throwing bottles at me or whatnot you know but like they're not there yeah and um and that's sad to me but and I'm hoping that these wheels are a way to get kids back from gaming back into back into the direct experience of the world because they happen at a speed that of gaming of gaming Uh and and their technology they are computers and they do connect to your phone and so and then kids can actually learn how to do the maintenance of these things and learn all the math and science that it takes it's the the gateway drug back outside (laughs) I literally think it's all a kid needs now there's no a phone and a wheel they don't need any school it's all good from there like you get give a kid a phone and a wheel they're done that's it and then mentorship yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. all the uh-huh. human community uh-huh. but they'll actually be able to access they that can, now yeah, can, because they can go 50 miles to wherever their mentor is they can make their own connections with them yes. their parents can know where they are and who they're mentoring with yes. it's like it no longer we don't need this fascist system anymore Bro, so you solved it man yeah and and you don't need to entertain the kid either no 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 no, a wheel no, no yeah an arm body armor body. plenty of body armor Okay, what's the body armor? Body armor, these things go 50 miles an hour. Yeah, okay, gotcha. (laughs) You've had some bad spills. Yes, yes. Protected and unprotected. The body armor makes a huge difference. I bet it does. (laughs) Any spill? It must have had spills on the trip across country. Yeah, just one one good one. With body armor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and how much recovery was involved? None. I mean, dust I, yourself off. <laughs> yeah, these, these these are the result of that spill. Those. Oh. This is. So I was wearing, I was wearing knee pads, but they're not very good ones, and they bounced off. So the second one did come through. Um, I was going thirty miles an hour. I bounced on my chest. I had a front bag, and body armor, and uh, still my ribs were sore for about a month and a half afterwards. Mm. But I caught. I got a flat tire and didn't realize it till till I had lost control, and, and oh. supermaned, bounced, and uh, no, just bounced just once, w- once, and was basically on my feet almost immediately. Uh-huh. But like, I maybe I definitely slid some. But again, I had like the snowboarding gloves, mm-hmm. you know, armor, armored underwear, even, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and my stereo, which I had mounted. Oh, my front pack took most of the road rash. Mm. Um, was it fucked up? Was it done? No, no, oh. still playing. Oh, wow. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was my, that was my mom, my biggest wipeout on the, on the road. Mm. Um, and you were up and riding within? No, I had a flat tire. A oh, car was passing yeah, me, yeah. and they saw it happen. And it was perfect because... It was clear from, they pulled over to see if I was all right. And I said, yeah, I think I'm all right, but I, it's not working. Can I catch a ride into town? And I was in the middle of the Badlands. Mm. So I got, four, I got a ride into, well, 40 miles into town. And they were definitely not the type of people that, had they come by a second later and I was up walking this crazy contraption with a tiger on it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. they would have thought I was a crazy man. They yeah. had nothing to do. They didn't even want to bring me to where I wanted to go or anything. They were... They were, you know, nice enough. Nice. And, um, <laughs> but they stopped to make sure I wasn't dead, and, mm-hmm. and, and so it worked out well. Mm. Um, but, uh, 
what, what were you? So we, before you explained your crash, we were mm-hmm. explaining uh, how to save society, the world, humanity. Oh, but we were talking <laughs> about solar babies. Solar babies. So okay. in the movie Solar Babies, yes, um, the kid, you know, the mascot of the team, with the with the ear, he he he's wearing. It's been a long time. He's wearing he's wearing he has electric ears. Okay. And, right, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the young guy of uh-huh. the of, of the the solar ba- the solar babies is their is their skateball team, uh-huh. and um, and you know as they're running from the e police, he discovers this old mine shaft, and there's this orb in like a puddle in the mine shaft, and or puddle will, thing and and it's an alien intelligence that cures his his hearing so he can hear finally yeah and then it brings rain into their like clubhouse and uh and then kind of has a will of its own that leads everyone on this chase that is a lot of uh home wrecking and destruction but ultimately uh uh bursts b- results in breaking the aqua bunker which i consider to be the false scarcity um, you know, so the water returns to the world, oh. and um, false scarcity. And the false scarcity, and and that orb to me has now returned to Earth from from a thousand years in the future of nineteen eighty, uh, the parallel universe in nineteen eighty six, to uh, to to hear as in the form of, the form of the, uh, something that can be written, so that we can play Unicross on these. Yeah, so we can play. It. So, so do you know who directed this movie or wrote it? I do. Uh, I don't so, remember so his name. Or he, 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 he was. It was, it was <laughs> he only directed two movies. He was the. Uh, he was the choreographer for like Blazing Saddles oh, and like shit. a lot of. And so it's a Brooks film. Okay. And and the choreographer, uh, who was more of like a musical choreographer for all these, the, the, the cheesy Mel yeah. Brooks movies, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Well. He wanted to direct a movie, so they put... So it's full, filled with stars. All the child stars are in it. I, I don't know the okay. names, but anyone who watches it who knows that Eric like, recognizes people and the youngest they'd ever seen All them. All the big shots. Yeah. All the big shots are there. This movie was, you know, given everything, mm. and they basically... It's just like a Rorschach of, of archetypes mm. with poor excuses, just like life, to, to for plot... Lines <laughs> and um, and uh, you know, so they just get all these money shots. They're like, yeah, throw one of those in there. I mean, I can just imagine it was the era when they they just all had too much cocaine and uh-huh. were like, yeah, yeah that's great, that's great perfect. That's taking up, and like, so it makes sense. Write that, that down. <laughs> so it didn't really work out at the theater. You know, uh-huh. people were like, this is, you know, they have like the ET shot in there. They have like Mad. It's kind of a Mad Max spinoff. Uh-huh. It's got a, a little bit of everything, and and uh-huh. um. But now it's perfect. It's a perfect for me. Perfect prophetic metaphor for not just prophetic, but it also it's enough of a Rorschach that allows I you know ideally if a new society you know if there's a new culture of brewing, we can find something like the Bible or a language a common language. And I think Solar Babies is a good one <laughs> because like it's 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 required. It's all the archetypes. Yeah, work. it's all the archetypes, <laughs> and you can. It can mean what you want it, whatever you want it to mean. Yes, and that that means it is indeed a language of mm-hmm. you know, good prophecy. You know, good prophecy is one that could come true in a million different ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Yes. <laughs> you don't want to be too detailed. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah because yeah, then it's very yeah, easy to Yeah, go. leave it a little loose, you know. Yes. So, um, yeah. so to me, that, that I watch it Solar all games. the time. Uh, and I haven't watched it in probably 10 years, so it, I'm going to watch it probably tonight. And it speaks to me in a dreamlike way that I can't quite grasp. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, and I think I, I think these wheels are here to free childhood wow. and and the world and 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 false scarcity and that they are an alien intelligence and it's self balancing. Yeah. On top of it, there the all the hype around the Segway. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it just hadn't reached its final form. There was a lot of hype around the Bone Shaker and the uh, Penny Farthing. Too before what the, what's that the like? early bicycles before the safety bike as we know it the oh, triangle frame holy shit. it was invented in the 1890s yeah. they were like look at these amazing things we can kind of and you're like a bone shaker that's kind of silly uh-huh. you know like guy like kind of waddling above a thing or uh-huh. penny farthing totally dangerous you yeah. know yeah, yeah and then and then they came out with the safety bike and it, it reached yeah. its form yeah. it, and so this is the self this is it's reached its it's form and it can change a little bit, but this will be around for the next hundred years, like just yeah. like it is. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. You know, it's. You said earlier that uh, uh, industrials it made industrialization worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something about there's that and and it's it's the marrying of that and technology, in a way that, l- like like you said. Um, kids are outmatched. Paul will talk about you know iPads. We're out. The kids are outmatched. Mm-hmm. How are you going to compete with instantaneous response? You know, any yeah. fantasy world, anything possible. You know, yeah. just flooding you with dopamine nonstop. And uh, one of the things you said that that stuck, that rung with me and stuck with me was, this is the one shot back because it is instantaneous response. Yeah, it and is. It, and riding around on that must feel a little bit like having a. Um, a GoPro or a, what's it called a, a virtual, virtual reality, reality glass it's like a, it's like a full body ver- it's full it's the body. full thing and it's an all season pass to everywhere you know it's not like the ski update it's like everywhere it's all anywhere people are like oh do you, do you go to like a track with that it's like it's all yeah. like you go to the skate park with that it's like well you can but there's like bumps and jumps absolutely everywhere for this thing yeah and, and um, the world is your course Anywhere, anywhere, all the time. You, you said you were taking it on uh, hiking trails in the Marin Headlands. Oh, yesterday. yeah. I mean, riding out here, we did half of it on bike, dirt bike trails wow. halfway across the country. Yeah. With our packs on and everything, like complicated ones even. Wow. Mostly smooth ones. Wow, and you had one crash. That's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's some next level I had one crash where I fell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dropped the wheel a couple times and uh-huh. ran it out. Yeah. Um, but you never... No damage. No. Wow. That's, that's really and amazing. Man. The other thing is, it's, so there's two other qualities to the wheel. My friend Tristan had really bad Lyme's disease. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd gotten him wheeling then right at the beginning of COVID, he actually got hospitalized because he had, had like multiple kinds of Lyme's and mm-hmm. was very weak and at home. And uh, he was able to borrow against the, that first stimulus money to buy his first wheel. Oh, right on. Because actually the wheel I let him ride got stolen, but anyways, and he got a wheel, and I actually, he was at home, like, dying, you know, and 
I said, Tristan, here's the argument to your parents. You need a wheel to rebuild your strength. Like you're gonna, like this is like real. Yeah. And he got one and he did. He started riding again. And he really and, rebuilt And like everything came back. And it's because the adrenaline, that, that like good adrenaline, that, that light drip is anti-inflammatory. Oh yeah. And 100%. a lot of these diseases, it's the inflammation that gets you. Mm-hmm. And you just need a little adrenaline. Yeah. And that's what we're all, we're lacking. We get the stress kind of adrenaline, mm-hmm. not the, the, not, not like, the physical. I'm trying to like yeah, avoid fl- this physical danger right here. The flow state. It's, it's the, it, we get this anxiety Without the reward. thing if we're not getting, if we're not getting that natural human yeah. experience. And the reward of, I'm, yeah. I need to watch out for that rock. I watched out for it. Good job. Here's your, here's your. Oh, it's very reward. grounding yeah. because if uh-huh. you, if you, if you don't stay present for, if you kind of lose yourself Focus. in thought, uh-huh. which is fine. I mean, your body can take care of it, Yeah. but there is also a very grounding experience. Which is sometimes kind of painful. Like, for sure. like there's yeah, a yeah. direct result to like yeah. getting caught in anxiety. It's not going to help you navigate. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. it's very direct. And then, so these wheels are like an incredible teacher on so many levels. Mm. They're, they're gurus. Yeah. And that's what I mean is the Bodhi, that alien intelligence. It seems to have a will and intelligence of its own. It has musical preferences it it and it what it's teaching you is to also to lean in like you really can't so it's like whatever like you so the like a lot of our stance even when people walk you know you're kind of like yeah you're kind of and people are like this and people are like this you know but to ride one of these at first people go like this they're trying to like you know balance it's a self-balancing device like so So if you're if you're balanced it's balanced so the natural, actually the best stance for it that you end up doing is this one of like your toes slightly turned out, your shoulders turned out, Good posture. and leading with your hara, uh. and then trust falling, zooming like that. So you're like, uh. like it's this whole like wide, like heart, hara, led with your hara, yeah. like, and like, and, and then, and then loosen the hips. Oh, so you're dude. not, you're not stalling. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. Like just It's like true yoga. Like well, for your nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that's the stance. That's so I came cross country with that. Jesus Christ. You know, that's that's <laughs> and anybody and that that's that's why it's so great is that you can just be like, Yeah, the wheel will get you there. You don't have to like It's a guru. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guru. It is. I, I I you know, I've been doing yoga again for the first time in a long time and I do that camel pose where you, you open up like this, right? And sometimes I'll get fucking emotional. Just, just uh, yeah. leading with the hara for fucking thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone across the United States, I can imagine that'll really rewire you. Yeah, but you got you got music too, and you're saying you can sing and you're like yeah, you know it's that yeah yeah, and then you go into you sit and the, so the other thing is you can sit on on the uh, a yoga block, just mm. velcro to the top of my wheel. And, and can you ride? Or just and you ride. Oh. Yeah, so I spend half the time when I don't want to stand. Uh-huh. You're seated, and you're seated kind of low like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I'd be riding through the night just... I'll open your hips up. That'll you're just, just you got, chill. That'll yeah, you're just like... Yeah. Like, like, you know... Like, <laughs> come on, like, come on, man. But, <laughs> or like, I lock my tight. Sometimes when it's windy, I'd be back down like this, hugging it. Uh. Know, but you're just... Yeah. So, so that's the big... It, okay, thinking of the audience. The question everyone wants to know, when did it rain? When did, like, 
When was the elements really fucking rough? How did you handle it? I think you kind of just answered it, but... Okay, so when I fell, that was, the, that was a windy day. Okay. Um, like, was, how windy are we talking? It was like a steady 25 miles an hour headwind. Yeah, headwind. And then okay. when you're going 25, that makes it a 50 mile an hour headwind. That's fucking heavy. And, um, and, and that had come right after I had been pinned down for a couple of days at the Nike Missile Visitor Center mm. in Cactus Flats, South Dakota. Okay. Where all the missiles are. Yeah. And uh, so I basically, I did my longest day. I got pulled into that. The, the, I had a tailwind because there was this big storm forming, this big spiral, right? And it was pulling winds in at like 35 miles an hour across the plains, uh-huh. steady 35 mile an hour wind out of the east, which rarely happens uh, there. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't stop. I went through, I was, like, I was like, I'm gonna use this. Yeah. So I made it 185 miles. In a day? In a day. Jesus, you were flying. I saw the Northern Lights as I started out from the, that night. I mean, I guess I had gone the whole day before too. So I, whatever, but the, but I had this tailwind that hit 65 miles an hour that day because with the tailwind, you can go faster. This can go, you said, 30? This one goes 40. 40. Mine goes 50, but I looked later at the thing and it hit 65, but it wasn't... Um, so what the hell? That's very dangerous because yeah, yeah. when you reach your top speed, if it can't keep up any further, mm-hmm. you yeah. just go down. Um, but it didn't, you know, so... I, so anyways, that storm was pulling me right into the eye and I hit the eye at Cactus Flats right where the, and suddenly the winds were all confused, like 50 mile an hour gusts, 60 mile an hour. And, and it was right at dusk and I went to the, and the visitor center for the missile defense thing was closed, but you know, it's right under the gate. <laughs> on the thing and like dude they, they gotta, and, and they I was, gotta make a movie about this yeah and I have some pictures in front of the Lao Tzu quote on it oh which um what I should read it, it's uh is it from the Tao Te Ching yeah it's from the Tao Te Ching oh, oh, no it's from the Art of War oh, the not Lao Tzu oh, uh, Sun Tzu okay uh, sorry Lao Tzu would be great if they had that no I was about to no no it's the Art of War it's, see if we can find it's it. the Art of War <laughs> that basically someday there will be this race of warriors so powerful that they won't have to fight and they'll win the day without shedding a drop of blood. And I, you know, I imagine my robo hobo to be those warriors. Right. Fuck your you know, right, Yeah, so I was there with my tiger, like in front of it, and I slept on the, on the you know, kind of under the porch, uh, under the entrance there behind a, you know, whatever, behind the bench. Wow. And like everything got wet except for my spot. Uh, like I was just pr- enough protected and spent the whole day in the visitor center because it was a storm uh-huh. and it got really bad that day and then they kicked me out into it oh, at the end of the day. <laughs> and oh, they, they wouldn't let you sleep there. You stuck in No, the but they didn't invite me back. These are like rangers uh-huh. and they saw what I was up to uh-huh. and no, uh, they did not want me back at their like trailers or anything and they were young wow. and regular ranger losers. The, yeah, I've never met works. a cool... I, yeah. Park rangers are cool about like 1%. Like they're not a good bunch. No. General. I mean, they're, they're, some of them are sweet. They're just mm-hmm. kind of normies. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, I mean, they love nature. I know people do the backcountry stuff are usually cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But these guys... So instead of saying, hey... Anyways, I don't mean stuff. to talk too much trash. They did. They said, 
They said, well, you should go to the... Fuck them, man. Uh, they uh, sent you out to the store. Yeah, so they, they sent me to the, the motel where actually all of them have their trailers. They're like, well, maybe you should get a room over there, you know? And I went over Jesus. there to, to hide in the lead, in the lee, until the wind was going to die maybe, you know, three in the morning or something. I figured I'd just hide in the lee. And the, the cleaning lady at the oh. motel was like a beet harvest traveler girl. And um, and she saw me the thing, and immediately she was on the phone with the owner, and was pointing to my room and telling me where the laundry was, and like it was all on the house, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the first. That was the first hotel. That was the first time you stayed. First in stayed in a room, got a shower, and all that. that other than like, yeah, and um. So yeah, winds. Winds are a major thing. We got. We got a little cold in Idaho. We got Tristan started getting hypothermic when we got into Coeur d'Alene because we'd come out of, we got rained on all night and oh, then it, it started and then it started freezing in Coeur d'Alene. So he, he broke down and got a hotel room. Yeah, that's um, October or, or so by then. As yeah, it was late October. Yeah. Oh, things were frozen. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, we're we're crusting up. Snow? Our fro- our wet clothes were crusting oh, up. Oh yeah. Did we it rode through- snow on you at all? Yeah, we rode through some snow in yeah. Montana and huh. Wyoming. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Idaho too. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so where would you sleep in those places? So the whole way across, I slept in my hammock tent. Hmm. Um which was more comfortable than any bed I've had. And because of the wheel, I could always find a place to tie it up, even though you could put it on the ground. It was a crua. Not that well-made, but very comfortable mm-hmm. and a little heavy. When you say because of the wheel, would you tie the wheel to one? Oh, because the wheel could get me oh, to, anyway. uh, You're gonna to find a spot with spot. treat. Like, yeah. it wasn't like... Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, I'll find a good spot. Yeah. And um, right and so when if, it, if it was raining, I'd try to do it like in a pavilion or somewhere undercover. Honestly, in the, in the East, it's very easy. People, for the most part, is it, it's, I don't know, in New York and, and stuff, like, it's very gentle. People are like, oh, you're camping for the night. Like, yeah. no, no big deal. No you get to, like, the Midwest, they get more uptight. Mm. And, and uh, although when you're far away from any kind of like vacation zone if you're just into the farm zone yeah all of a sudden nobody cares like they're just hey you're here uh-huh. and like yeah. yeah i found frisbee golf courses to be the best uh, uh kind of park that makes sense. The, the what is that the Qantas club or whatever it was the but it was always the frisbee golf course because mm. like frisbee golfers are notoriously chill. Uh-huh. chill so yeah. so i could be strung up on a frisbee golf course wake up the next morning and they're like what's up bro hey. what you doing yeah <laughs> That checks. To meet that some characters sense. that way. I bet. I bet. And they got to meet you, your yeah. character. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was warm. So below freezing and stuff, t- plenty of times, but it was with the sleeping bag, the hobo coat, the inflatable mattress, the... the uh, yeah, you were mobile yeah. home. No, I had my... Yeah, I had everything. I had my... Um, every time I stopped to charge my wheel, which was every 25 to every 15 to 40 miles I'd stop to charge oh, wow. and it typically so I'd ride for an hour or two and charge for two or three hours mm-hmm. and um, or an hour and a half to three hours or something like that and, and uh, 
I had a water boiler and always had really good coffee and nice. uh, cream. What 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 foods? Oh, just you know, if I you I try to hit a Trader Joe's or something like that and have like the nuts and chocolates and Trailers. crackers and peanut butter, whatever you know that kind of stuff, yeah. and then. You know, partway in, I started picking up this habit of not every night or even maybe once a week at first, but then it started to be more often in the West where things were really sparse. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Of showing up at, I'd like to like kind of pick a goal at like where, how far I think I could make it that day and where I thought I'd be at midnight Mm -hmm. and walk into a bar at midnight in the middle of nowhere. Or roll ride into a bar in the middle of nowhere, yeah. like at midnight, just to see. You got to man. And, and I, the first one I did like that uh-huh. was called Mug Shots. Mug Shots in what what state? In uh, in Cosmic, Minnesota. Jesus, I don't even know where it was a Cosmic Minnesota. It's this little cow town, okay. and this little farming town. Bikers, supposedly, is a biker bar. Um, and all the streets are named for, uh, for the zodiac and for planets. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cosmic Minnesota. Cosmic Minnesota. <laughs> and I came into mug shots one figure. See, if we turn this into a movie, people aren't going to believe it. It's too, <laughs> it's too good. Yeah. <laughs> and I went into mug shots being like, well, I mean, good bikers should be able to accept me here I am yeah. basically a biker yeah <laughs> one less wheel right yeah they should you know, come on should be treated well What's well I show wheel? up I get there I'm like are you guys open cause it's, there's the bar there's the bartender girl younger woman and the bar owner lady and like one another lady a regular sitting at the so there's three ladies. Three ladies. And, and I said, what happened to the bikers? And they go, well, they all went to bed. I'm like, it's Saturday night. It's midnight. Like, what are they? Like, well, they're not like they used to be. You know, they're all really just family guys and working guys. You know, do it as a hobby. It's not, you know, like real bikers. Like, wait a minute, what are you, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but they were so sweet to me. We had a grand, grand old time. They I took my mug shot, of course. Oh, nice. Had me fill out the... Did did they have everyone's mugshot? Yeah, yeah. Or something? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they should have had it with you with your unawheel. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, and they asked me, so what are you up to, you know? And I, mm-hmm. said, well, you know, eventually I'm going out, you know, doing this, and I'm trying to start a migration, you know. So hopefully there'll be thousands of us next time yeah, yeah. I come through. <laughs> and they, and they, they go, oh, please come back with us. So they weren't just happy to have me, but they yeah. invited all of us back. I see. All of us. Join the movement. Cosmic Minnesota. <laughs> Get your mud shot taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's room. It's a, they, they, the, uh, so the Frisbee golf course has all these pavilions, but in that area where the, across the plains, I, mm. this, this becomes a normal thing where there's these pavilions, but they have removable walls so you can you can close them in and they have power mm. and water these are parks and barbecues and like wow. you know like because people go and have parties in the parks and yeah, stuff yeah. like that but this is and just endless and and they in places like this that are just removed where there isn't a flow 
Yeah. These places are literally free. They like want you there because you're that's who else is gonna come there if they're not hospitable. Yeah, they're doing you know? it right. And and all the lakes are totally polluted and you can't swim anywhere. But it's yeah, that sucks. It's farmland. Yeah. <laughs> and and the the people are are the, sweet. The, the and there's bike. The and there's all these uh, the snowmobile trails. Mm-hmm. actually make these dirt trails that are perfectly smoothed down and soft and they're the old rail beds and they right, go uh, everywhere that's perfect for the inner wheel and it's it's yeah. so the midwest is a lovely place there you uh, go hey man the the midwest could use some uh <laughs> right i had reason, no idea the great lakes are like maybe full seas they're yeah. inland seas they're beautiful the, the, the wheel beaches are amazing yeah 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 um yeah, they and the people are downtrodden. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's you know, it's time to get spread some love. Yeah, right on, man. <laughs> right on. Dude, we could go forever. Let me check the time. Well, I think that was a. Pr- We're I mean, two hours. This is perfect. <laughs> we Dude, that was awesome. We have seven more minutes, you know. <laughs> I, I think yeah, if they yeah. aren't sold at this point, I'm sold, dude. Don't get in one. <laughs> fuck my job. Fuck the bear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they fit right into regular life. And they that, what yeah, they do is joking, they make yeah. all your errand, like, you're like, oh, do you need something from the store? Yeah. Oh, do you need something quick? Because, like, yeah, you go out and it's, it is quick. It, it's you, actually, there's no parking. There's yeah. no nothing. No, it's actually perfect for the city. It yeah, really and, yeah. like, so running out to get something that's 20 blocks away is a seven-minute errand full of joy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, exactly. it totally flips it's it around. It's like being a kid again. Yeah, and, yeah. and it makes – so all those things that were, like, actually a pain in the ass because you forgot. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're like psyched when you forgot something because now you need to go for a ride. Yeah. You know, like, it's, just, it's constant. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about the – anything that brings back childhood joy. Yeah. And this seems like the perfect bringing back childhood joy. Oh, yeah. Best, yeah. Yeah. Most, most joy for the buck. Right on, so, man. Yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, – uh, I think it's playing with house money. Oh, good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, we, 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 it, yeah, it, it, it's all the good stuff, man. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so I want to do, I want to, I want to get kids into it, especially because then, you know, it's it, like one of those solutions that doesn't require maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> so too much, you know, you, yeah. they start teaching each other. And, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, and having to hustle to like pay for the parts. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that too, and having delivery stuff. It. Yeah. Now, how old do you have to be to to do Uber Eats? Like, you, you know, because you I, shouldn't have to be too old, especially if you're doing. It yeah, on that. I always yeah. lament the loss of like I was a paper boy. Mm-hmm. I met the other paper boys every morning before school at the Burger King, where we bought our own breakfast. We went out to lunch together. Yeah. You know, like you build and, that camaraderie, and we still saved money. Cause, yeah. And this is an elementary school. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and kids love hustling more than adults do. Yeah. So why do we make? Why do we outlaw them from doing it and yeah. make us do it? That don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, no, the keep feeling, but that's yeah. But it's, uh, I know you could go for days. Yeah. On this one. So thanks so much. Thank you, man. This was really fucking yeah. awesome. Um, I, we went everywhere, you know. Everywhere I wanted to go. You, you really had a, like, thank yeah. you so much. No, th- thank you, man. And, and I mean, we went everywhere. 
with, with the Unawheel, we went everywhere with your story. We went all the way to conception and, and back to past lives. Yeah, yeah. To the non-dual uh, pure love yeah. of consciousness and then back all the way out to here. So we traveled. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all the same, same, same place. <laughs> it's all the same place. Yeah. But uh, we, we went some places in the dreaming. And yeah. Was, and it was really fucking fun, man. Wow. And uh, I hope we can do it again. Totally. You know, many totally. times and do lots of, uh, pick some new subjects, do some verbal jazz on. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple other. Of course, there's, there's couple, plenty. A couple chapters. <laughs> plenty. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. Thank you so much. Joining Dream Talking. <laughs> we'll end it officially. <laughs>